everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 575 of Aussie Tech Heads. It is the 15th of March, 2018. And, oh, another new Xbox Live game tomorrow. Can't wait. Uh, yes, how you been? Missed last week. I was. Uh, oh, I had a few things to tidy up. Uh, been a busy week. You know, lots of uh, things to do uh, in regards to fixing laptops and PCs and hosting questions and web pages. It was web page mainly that I got stuck on. That's why I wasn't here last week. Uh, so even though the, the other boys... You know, created some creative thoughts about what I was doing. Laziness and sleeping, most of them, wasn't it? So, uh, yeah, so welcome to another week. We've got uh, a uh, show full of stories for you this week, and you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds or youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Eds. You can get us on the Twitter at Aussie Tech Eds, or you can find me at Glenn Goodman and use the hashtag uh, hash Oz Tech Eds. There you go. Someone will see it. Uh, we uh, Don't forget the Aussie Tech Radio. You can get in that, onto that on the TuneIn Radio app. Just search for Aussie Tech Radio and you'll get wall-to-wall 24-7 Australian podcasts. How's that sound? Uh, new shows uploaded every Friday. Let's go round and round. So come in and where you, where you uh, join, good luck. Uh, we are brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. Immediate activation, install WordPress, Drupal, and Joomla. Excellent stuff. All right, other shows is uh, the Aussie Mac Zone and, of course, the Aussie Tech Crypto. And it was good to hear Will's voice last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it's always good. It seems to be when, when I'm off, he, he takes up to the challenge, takes the challenge and comes on and fills in. So good on you, Will. Happy... Uh, Happy, happy March. All right, we are joined this week by the usual suspects, and that is Jason and Jordan. We'll go to Jordan's first. How's that? He's never first. Hello, Jordan. Never. How you doing? I was just thinking you introduce Jason first. You always do that. I know. He's not. I always, I sort of normally go like uh, in order of who I see on the screen, but uh, for some reason, you are it tonight. I'm on the list. <laughs> That's lucky, right. Lucky me. So that means that you might actually take out the coveted YouTube. Uh, what do they call that? The what do they call that, Jace? The YouTube thumbnail. Thumbnail. That's the word I was looking for. Jace gets it every single week, and I get so upset about it. <laughs> so that might be you this you week, Jordan. Remember that one time when you got it, and I was messaging you going, "What's this crap?" And you're like, "What? What are you talking about?" I said. It's got your picture. What's going yeah, on? It's that's right. That's... Oh, I know what you mean. The YouTube thumbnail, right. Yeah. 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 I've seen myself on that YouTube thumbnail, actually. Yeah, it's a, it's What's the right? most most coveted so, position. Yes. Yeah, it should be your mug on there, not mine. That's <laughs> oh, no, just funny. There's me and Jay. I keep every time, just every single week, and I'll go into the YouTube and, and go, I'm going to change this. And so every time, but it's three of Jason. <laughs> and I know. Oh, the one of... The one of that we did with Will last week, I noticed, came up with um, all three of us. It's split screen. Yes, because I think the show, I think the, the whole, whole show. show like yeah, so that's why. Yeah, but um, well, I know I could go in them. You know, probably do a do a custom thumbnail, but I'm not that worried about it. But it's just a, just a joke. Just find whatever frames first, and then it. I don't know how it works. Because a couple of weeks, every every now and then, I'll, it's in my mind as I'm recording. I think oh, I'm just going to hold Jace off for a couple of minutes, you know. I'll just I'll just ramble on for a bit, and I'm going to try and get that spot, but I never do. Wow. We'll see. We'll see what happens this week, eh? Hey? All right. Uh, yeah. So how you going, Jace? Good. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, you got a new chair. I see. New chair. Yeah, nice. So Good. Hides it when I'm doing the show, and the old the old one had this vinyl covering, and so after many years of sweat and my arms and legs being on it little bits of flaking off all over the floor every time i stand up or sit down i was like mm. i need to get something else i'll get something so when we do the other show you can't see a chair behind me at all no you're just shrugging you just got to shrug yep. yeah <laughs> hopefully next week new microphone too so it might even sound oh can't wait for that you always sound the best mate we're oh, always thank you. With you. Hello, world. This is John Law. That's why he gets the coveted uh, thumbnail position every week. Yep. All right, now we got a. What have I got here? I got an email from a place called listennotes.com. So I, I can't imagine it was to me directed to me personally, but it probably just spammed all the podcasts. But it, it doesn't look to be such a bad little uh, tool. It's a sort of like a search engine for podcasts. 
So you can type in, like, say, if you if you think you might, if it's the, the podcast has to be tagged, you know, pretty well for it to work, and that's not their issue. That's you know, we've got to tag our podcast. Other people take their podcast, uh, but yeah, like it's supposed to work. Like you know, if you want to listen to an interview with, say, Elon Musk or someone, you just type in Elon Musk and see what. Hopefully, if tagged correctly, what episodes and what podcasts that that interview has come from. So it's called again. It's called listennotes.com. So uh, yeah, she just wanted to uh, touch base through a uh, through an email. She goes, uh, "Yeah, my name is yeah blah blah blah," which is it's like Google but for podcasts, free to use. Uh, I'm not asking you to buy anything. I just want to introduce you to the tool and just blah blah blah. So they get they make their money off the advertising and and whatnot that, that they come up on the page. But let me see if I can uh, listen notes.com. Look, I'm going to get it up on the screen for those on the YouTube, and we'll see how good it is. Listen notes.com all right and we'll show you the screen so you guys can see it if you're on the on the youtube video here we go listen notes let's see how good this is let's put in let's put in um let's type crypto <laughs> okay oh that well, that's the name of the show so you'd think that would come right up search Aussie tech crypto oh no oh hang on there we go. Ah, oh, they did it. There you are. But you're not, oh, there's episode nine. I was going to say, not up to date, but there you are. <laughs> but let's go, give it a bit harder. Let's try someone. Let's try uh, a name. Let's. I'll just put my name in and let's see what happens. If I come up anywhere, who knows? I'll come, probably come up on this one, The Daily. Peter Goodman, never heard of him. But there, oh, Aussie Maxone. There we go. Aussie Maxone comes up there so oh, there, oh there's heaps of pages i'll probably be on one of them but there, yeah that's how it works that's how it's supposed to work anyway so i'll uh, get a load of that if you're interested okay uh now now let's move on to something more interesting a story now this one came through this is one of the first ones i saw this week but microsoft blocks all windows 7 security updates unless you have antivirus now what is going on here i hear you all ask well, that's what I'd like to know. What's going on here? Microsoft is now withholding security updates from Windows 7 users who don't have an antivirus installed. There's a way around this limitation, but you have to manually set a registry key. Now, do you guys get into registry? Warlock probably does. When I, when I had to. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I stay away from it as much as possible. And then even if you get, you're trying to do something, you know, and it says, I'll oh, do this to the registry, well, I'll try and find like another two uh, two versions of what to do to make sure it's right and it's not going to stuff anything. So to make sure they're all the same because I know you can stuff up things. Uh, so this is all thanks to the Meltdown and Spectre viruses that have been out of recent. They rolled out via or the patch for the Meltdown Inspector virus that Windows rolled out through the Windows update, Microsoft noticed that many antivirus applications were incompatible with the update, and that was causing all the blue screens. So to prevent Windows systems from becoming unstable, Microsoft decided to withhold its security patch from all Windows systems by default. So Microsoft then told antivirus companies they had to set a registry key that flags the antivirus as compatible with the upgrade. Let's talk about a rigmarole. If the key is present, the patch will install. If the key isn't present, the patch won't install, and that gives the antivirus companies time to... Uh, they will give them time to update and test their software. Now, all Windows 10 users will get the security updates, whether or not they have the registry key set. But Windows 7, Service Pack 1, and Windows 8.1 users need the registry key. But, I mean, who's running Windows 7 anyway without an anti well, quality antivirus anyway? Not many people. Be crazy. You would be. Uh, so if you have an antivirus installed, no problems. Just don't worry about what we've just said. It's only if you haven't. But, yeah, and who who's who's not doing it? Uh, so, yeah, so if you're using an older incompatible antivirus, which this doesn't go in and say what that could be, uh, and that refuses to set the key, Microsoft will hold security updates uh, to protect your system stability. doesn't do much for the, the patches it's supposed to fix, but anyway, there you go. There's a little picture. Virus protection. So, a bit of a, you know, crazy type so of thing. they're holding all the updates, not just the, not just the patch for the... The, the, yeah, the, the uh, what do you call it? the meltdown and that. It's all their updates are on hold. 
Yeah. So, but I guess like why I can't think of why you would want to run Windows SP one without an antivirus. No. I can't think of really unless you're in I mean, some. Windows ten's got a virus built in, but Windows mm. seven didn't. But didn't. So you're crazy. Yeah, because that's right. Because with Windows seven, you you could download the Security Essentials, and that was like the free yeah, Microsoft didn't one. Come, didn't come pre-installed. A lot of people mm. still, even on Windows 10, criticise the virus scan and say that they prefer to use AVG or Avast or something like that. But well, remember that probably stems from like years ago when Windows 7 was here. Uh, the Microsoft, for unknown reasons, just one day came out and said, "Oh, don't rely on Security Essentials for your antivirus," and everyone's yeah. just gone, <laughs> "What?" And so everyone just gone uninstall and <laughs> install something else. Like you just couldn't believe I, it. I think their defenders are right, isn't it? I reckon. I don't know. It appears to be. Yeah. It to be pretty good for me, but you know, it, it it takes a little bit of you know, the right attitude. I think as well. You're going to get viruses if you're doing the wrong thing anyway. Yeah. Look, I've got. Yeah. What have I got on mine? I think I've got here. Uh, I thought I had that bit. We need smart people to work with our smart devices. Yeah, I can't even see what I've got. Maybe I don't have one. I can't believe that. I've got to have one there somewhere. Yeah, but I've got malware bytes. No. Malware bytes. Yes, I've got a... Yeah. For, for more for your spamware and stuff, isn't it? For well, for yeah, malware. But apparently, like if yeah. you read their blurb and everything, if you believe them, it's they reckon it's the only virusy slash malware anti virusy malware thing that you'll need. And look to me, that that is really really well, good. They reckon they protect against viruses too, do they? Yeah, yep. And like if you pay for it, it's in real time. So like you go to a page, and you know if the 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 so why not just run the Windows Defender and then that one as well. Yeah, well, I think that that's what I must be running. I thought I had uh, Bit De- Bit Defender or whatever it's called. Hang on, let me have a look. I'm sure it's just not coming up in my little, uh, you know, in the little we taskbar try, try thing. Try Windows Defender and see if it's on. Yeah, Let's I'll search. I'll figure that out. I didn't realise that. Hang on, what have I got here? I'll just open up the shield and I'll tell you what I've got. Virus, pre- virus and threat protection. No action needed. Uh, scan history. Doesn't tell me what's in it, but anyway, it's just a built-in one by the sound of it. It so must be. I must have got rid of it. It probably got it probably yeah. something probably died when the when the update came along, Windows Ten update. But, I found Windows Defender to be quite good. So, yeah, but Microsoft, you know, they shouldn't be holding out on all their updates over that patch. No, so well, it's, what are they? So they're telling their virus companies that they've got to update their software or they're not mm. going to even allow any update to come through. Because it, oh, it was a little while ago, wasn't it, when you know, Windows Vista came out, then Windows 7, and you know, when Microsoft was really getting the, the shits with you know, updating and security patches of XP and all that, and it was sort of reported back then, maybe this was under different administration, you know, like Balmer or someone, but it came out that, it was, uh, that they continued to push the patches, especially the security patches, even to pirated copies, because they wanted to create a safer environment for everyone so we want to get rid of the botnets that was what they were doing that's right when they were all the the rage but like so i don't know what this is this is sort of saying the opposite message isn't it sending the opposite message they go well we don't care uh virus away world you know who cares but anyway Mm. um it's your own own fault yeah that's right it is your own fault now what else is going on uh jace you got a you got a couple of stories or do you want me to yeah Cool. YouTube will add information from Wikipedia to videos about popular conspiracy theories to provide alternative viewpoints on controversial subjects, its CEO said today. YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki said that these text boxes, which the company is calling information cues, would begin to appear on conspiracy-related videos within the next couple of weeks. Wojcicki, who spoke at Tuesday evening at a panel in the South by Southwest Interactive Festival in Austin, showed examples of information cues for videos about the moon landing and chemtrails. When there are videos that are focused around something that's a conspiracy and we're using a list of well-known internet conspiracies from Wikipedia, then we will show a companion unit of information from Wikipedia showing that here is the information about the event. Move comes a year after a year in which YouTube has been pilloried for hosting extremist content and, deliver, and driving more attention to it through algorithmic recommendations that critics say are designed to push viewers to extremes. 
information cues that Wojciechowski demonstrated appeared directly below the video as a short block of text with a link to Wikipedia for more information. Wikipedia, a crowdsourced encyclopedia written by volunteers, is an imperfect source of information, one which most college students are still forbidden from citing in their papers, mm. but it generally provides more neutral empirical approach to understanding conspiracies than the more sensationalist videos that appear on YouTube. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to say that, you know, you, when you, if you're at school and that, you're told not to you cite or trust Wikipedia, but, uh, but there you go, I guess... I don't know. I'd like to see sort of one in action. Like, so if you get the moon landing, uh, YouTube, yeah. if I type one up, is that, has it already started? Did it say, or is it coming? I think it's coming. All right. But that would be, that would be probably pretty good anyway. Like, you know, you could. Then, you, then we can see we really did walk on the moon and look back at a spherical Earth. Yes, that's right. So uh, are Which we. didn't have chemtrails. <laughs> no. Oh, look, we're going to watch an ad here. Hang on, let's see. Is there any Wikipedia? There's no Wikipedia stuff around here. Show more. No, not yet. Is that yet. the conspiracy about the moon landing? Oh, no, that's just first moon landing. So yeah, what? this is about conspiracy pages. All oh, right, conspiracy moon landing. Conspiracy theory. Here we go. Uh, we got the show more. Blah, blah, blah. Not yet. No, nah, not yet. Not yet. But uh, what, so, sorry, Jordan. That's all right. I was, I was just, no, you're right, go. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, uh, uh, where do you stand on the moon landing? Are you a yes or a no? I don't know. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of conspiracies out there. I was just going to say, have you ever typed into YouTube, was it, what was his name, Pi, something Pi? Pythagoras. Can't <laughs> um, so, no, something pie. He's got plenty of conspiracies. I can't remember. Lord, oh, okay. Lord, Lord, Lord Pie. Lord Pie. I'd have to. So hang on. Well, let's go into YouTube and have a look. Lord... Is that for Pie Day? That was yesterday. Yes, that's right. Lord, uh, Lord Pie. This guy's cowboy hat on there. And what's where's videos? Subscribers. He about he. He's. I think he theorizes about all sorts of things. If it's there's probably lots of Lord Pies. Yeah, that's, that that's not the right one. He's got nothing going on. Yeah, but yeah, well, but YouTube. Look, it doesn't matter where it is. YouTube or any of the Lloyd others. Lloyd Pie, sorry, Lloyd Pie, L L O Y E D P Y E. Sorry, L L O Y D P Y E. Sorry, Lloyd Pie. Well, let's have a look at. I had, a, I had an electronics teacher one time who was listening in with the moon landing and stuff happening. He said, "I guarantee it happened." This Lloyd Pye has got lots of theories about aliens bringing us here and all sorts of things. He's an old you dude. Watch him. You'll find Is he some... a Scientologist or something? <laughs> You'll find... He will keep you amused for hours about all sorts of uh, theories about how how aliens... Watch, watch Clayton you know, Morris. He's always going on about UFOs these days. Have you seen that, Glenn? No, Clayton Morris? No. Yeah, he goes on uh, Leo's shows. Oh, This right. and Tech and stuff. Yep. And he's going every every time he's on now. He's talking about the UFOs and just you wait, we'll find out the truth soon. And there's websites that are proving it. And yeah, I just saw something story. in Slashdot how they've just released footage of a stealth bomber interacting with the UFO and stuff like this. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I've got a. I've got... Oh, look, I hope we landed on the moon. That's all I can say. Yeah, look, I believe. I, I you, you got to have some sort of faith, haven't you, in in the government? Yeah, I don't you? Got, I think. Um, <laughs> I think you know. I think we we need a bit like uh, um, well, George Michael I, said it best. Yeah, we're having have a blank now. What's his name that just died this week? What was his name? Stephen Hawking. Um, how can I forget his name? Stephen Hawking. Just like he would say, we need to get out there. We need to go to space. We mm. we have to start well, populating to. other planets because this one's screwed. So I'd like to believe we went to the moon, but I, I would be frustrated as to why we haven't gone back. But. Well, I think as if you believe the story, it's because we've well, been there, done that. We were we were racing Russia, and we got mm, there first, of, so it doesn't matter anymore. There's a lot of theories that there's aliens on the moon too, isn't there? You know, oh, so you can Cybermen. See, if you look closely, you can uh. see them with the television. So. <laughs> now, you did say, yeah, Stephen Hawking did die. It came a bit of a shock to me. Yeah, they were just reading the news and went, oh, that's mm. no good. Because he's like, you know, he's just been around, well, obviously all my life and all our lives. He's just been around, hasn't he? He's just always been there. Absolutely. Yep. But Absolutely. He, Have you seen the movie yet? 
No. He's, no, I didn't even know there was one. What I don't do much cool yeah, movies. Yeah, there's a movie about life. Yeah, okay. What's it called again, the movie? Um, Here and There or something, or There and... I can't see. It might be actually... I might have actually read... Uh, did something in this story, but this one... Yeah, so he died... Jason's th- looking it up, aren't you, Jason? <laughs> he died... The theory of everything. That's it, the theory of everything. He died this... I don't know how that's like here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close. He died. I've got some quotes from him in a minute, and, and, and something that he did a few years ago, which is quite entertaining. That, uh, yes, he died in his home in Cambridge, in England, uh, at the age of seventy-six. Uh, coincidentally, here we go. He also he died on Albert Einstein's birthday. Yes. And uh, yes. yes, and uh, who also died at seventy-six in nineteen fifty-five. So you know that's. Yeah. Pookie and Kooky, and March 14 yeah. is also Pi Day in the US in honour of the mathematical constant uh, 3.14. Now, uh, a couple of quotes from Stephen over his life, and, and this is Hang it. On, it goes a bit longer than 3.14, doesn't it? I shortened it. I only do, oh. <laughs> when, when I was in high school, a friend of mine and I memorised about 50 decimal places oh, for the fun of it. Jeez, wow. But like it's probably people people didn't believe it, and when we we both went to TAFE separately doing separate courses, uh, not planned or anything, and then uh, some people would say, "Oh, you're a computer geek, you probably know pi," and I was like, "Yeah, I could write it on the blackboard, but you wouldn't know whether it was me writing down random numbers." But I said, "Wait, wait until lunchtime, and I'll get my friend to come in." So he came in, and I had the left side of the blackboard; he had the right side. And we just both started writing and we weren't looking at each other's stuff and the people standing back going, oh, my God, these, <laughs> these nerds. Now, well, I don't know. I don't actually know what's so good about it. Uh, so I don't know if anyone here does. But, uh, it just says that I've just looked it up in the Wikipedia. Thanks. It didn't come from YouTube. Uh, but the, the number pi is a mathematical constant. Actually, okay, let's link on mathematical constant. Let's have a bit of education here. A mathematical constant is a special number that is significantly interesting in some way. Hmm. Constants arise in many areas of mathematics with constants such as E and pi occur, or whatever that E is. Is that X? I don't know what that is. But anyway, constants such as something in such diverse contexts as geometry, number theory, and calculus. What it means for a constant to arise naturally and what makes a constant interesting is ultimately a matter of taste. (laughs) God. And some mathematical constants are notable uh, for more historical reasons and for their intrinsic mathematical interest. So that's, uh, you're not really giving me a, giving a tickle in my fancy, that explanation. But yeah, the so he is the Euler's number, also known as the exponential growth constant. Yeah, so like it, it's, it goes all the way back to ancient civilizations. Look, I only know it because you use it to get the circumference of a circle. Or is it two, a pi r squared or something? So um, that's all I know, and the diameter and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, getting back to some interesting quotes that I pulled for Stephen Hawking over his life uh, in relation to disabled people. He said, my advice to other disabled people would be concentrate on things you concentrate on things your disability doesn't prevent you doing well and don't regret the things it interferes with. Don't be disabled in spirit as well as physically. So that was uh, that's probably why he lived till 76. Uh, another one, my goal is simple. It is a complete understanding of the universe, why it is why it, it is, and why it exists at all. Uh, I've, I have noticed that even people who claim everything is predetermined and that we can do nothing to change it always look before they cross the road. I like that one. <laughs> in 2000, now this is the, 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 he threw a party in 2009. So in 2009 he threw a party uh, and only invited time travellers. So no one turned up. So what he did was he, he had this party, but he sent the invitations out after the party. It happened. So, you know, obviously, if someone came across it and could time travel, they time traveled back and have a party. So Maybe people in the future just don't like him or haven't heard of him anymore. He's disappeared out of the history books. Mm. Well, he said... Uh, Donald, yeah. Donald Trump's great-grandson had him wiped from the books because it was, you know, one of those mathematical type things and we don't believe in real things like science anymore only 
rubbish that people speak, so we wiped him out of the books, and now he doesn't. <laughs> nobody knew that it happened. Oh, they're wiping everyone out of the books over there, aren't they? But, uh, but yeah, so he, he goes, yeah, he sat there a long time, and no one turned up. But I think some of the other things that went around at that same sort of stage was, you know, well, what happened to these invitations? Like, you know, are they going to last 2,000 years, you know, and, and any potential time traveller? Is he going to be able to find an invitation, you know? From in two thousand years, but yeah, I thought that was quite. Well, it, it's printed in the newspaper. Again, to keep reliving the same party. Yeah. Well, well, maybe. What a way to live. Well, maybe they just went back in time, hid in the bushes, and just went loser. <laughs> <laughs> Don't anyone tell him. <laughs> That's right. It's a it's a joke for eternity. It's an it's eternal a joke, joke. A joke of the future. <laughs> That's right. Maybe that's what it is. All right. Oh, hey, I just materialised here. How am I doing in the future? Not so good, hey? All right. <laughs> yeah, so there, look, I've got a picture when he was a bit younger. There he is. He hasn't really changed too much, I suppose. And, um, hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, now what else have we got? Uh, Jordan, what, what did you find? Did you find anything interesting this week? Um, I'm not sure if you'll find them super interesting. I found it pretty kind of quiet this week. Um, it has been pretty quiet. Here's something that, I don't know if you call it news or not, but we'll give it a go. Uh, a new patent hit uh, hints that Apple could get rid of the physical keyboards entirely. Mm. Um, if, if you, sorry, if you're a holdout who refuses to upgrade to, to a post-2015 MacBook of Apple's revamped keyboard and its shallow butterfly switches, it seems as though your prospects for a better experience in the future just got a little bleaker. Right. A patent... A filing recently granted to Apple details some something involving dual display equipment with enhanced visibility and suppressed suppressed uh, reflections. While that might not uh, sound like much, you know, while that might not sound like much, a closer look shows that the patent is really a, a schematic for a dual screen device featuring a touchscreen keyboard instead of two traditional hmm. uh, physical keys. I'm reading terribly today. Um, the patent goes on to discuss the problem of light emitted from one screen bouncing off the second, which Apple looks to solve by adding polarising layers to both displays. However, it seems that Apple hasn't decided if such a setup would use LCDs or OLED sorry, screens, um, as both are mentioned in the filing. But just as a, a brief thing, I suppose they're um, talking about, I suppose, like a phone having no physical keys. So a flip-open laptop with a... Hmm. A screen on the bottom and on the top with um, a digital keyboard. Well, I'd have to say, like, jeez, I mustn't like change because I don't think that's a good idea. Because <laughs> I like, I don't, think, like yeah. don't you want? Don't you got fingers and you, and you've got um, you know feeling in your fingers for a reason. So you yeah, know. look, I think typing on a phone with two thumbs is a bit different, or even one mm. thumb is a bit different. Actually, using all ten digits on an actual physical laid out keyboard. Yeah, so if you're typing. You're not going to get on your phone and type and, and write a book, you know. I hate no. typing on mobile devices. I've, this week I was looking around eBay to find a Bluetooth foldable keyboard that I can carry around with my iPad and phone and just type on that instead of trying to type. I've even got like swipe where you can swipe mm. over the letters and half the time it still gets it wrong and drives me up the wall. Oh, oh, I something I can do this. Yes. You're not going to write a book on your phone, are you? So, no. You know, no, but I don't... But you would write a book on your laptop, so I think that's where you need your keyboard. Mm. I think you need some physical touch. You need to touch. You know, you've got to have feedback. Yeah. It's called feedback. Well, it says, on the, um, it says on the bottom, I think just as the end, because I haven't read the whole thing to you, but it says um, something at the bottom about, uh, where is it? Having previously axed long-standing tech features, including Firewire, USB ports, and physical home key on the iPhone... And, of course, headphone jacks. Getting rid of the physical keyboard kind of sounds like something Apple might do uh, in the not-too-distant future. But, but when so this was... Not they're doing it, but it's just people are theorising that they could. Oh, look, this is, this is all probably just hocus-pocus because this came out, this is what, last week, and then, and then this week Apple announces WWDC set for June. You know, it's probably all, you know, come and see me, look at us, look at us. Because uh, I don't know, it could possibly be, it could it could it could be right, but I don't know. But Apple, yeah, Apple has announced that its 2018 Worldwide Developers Conference will take place from June the fourth to June eight uh, this year. 
So the conference will be held at the McHenry Convention Center in San Jose, California. If you're interested in attending, you can apply for a ticket uh, from now, from their WWDC website, from now through to March 22nd. Uh, tickets are issued through a random selection process, and developers will be notified of application status. Apple uh, Tickets are limited, and you have to pay for them. Anyone want to guess how much? If you haven't seen no. that, I get, I'd hate to think. Okay. Five, fifteen ninety-nine US. Fifteen. Hmm. No, hundred. One thousand five hundred ninety-nine. Yeah. yeah. I was guessing <laughs> five there. Well, yeah. Well, that's four. It's pretty expensive to go to the Microsoft one too, isn't it? Uh, mm. Well, if you're brainy enough, you could do a scholarship. Opens March twenty-sixth. Uh, details on how to apply available from the website. But yeah, I don't know. There we go. Apple, they're still there. Still there making money. Uh, they're about to make the... Uh, someone said on the news that they're about to make the tree and mark or something. Yeah, right. Well... You know, they've, they're not far off it. Mm. But they've... Uh, they, you know, they've got that much money. Yeah, well, so, speaking of money, look, I've just got another story I'll, I'll do now. Why they can't come out with better products with the amount of money they've got. Yeah, well, well, I'll go into this story now while we're on the money. Uh, so, mm. I've got here's the the top twenty richest tech billionaires uh, in 2018. Now, probably might come as a surprise to you that uh, Bill Gates is not number one. Number one now. He's number three. He's number two. But on, well, on this he's list, still there. he's oh, he's still up mm. there. But uh, on this list, anyway, it's uh, Jeff Bezos. Now he's worth oh my god, a hundred and twelve billion. US. Isn't that just and then the next massive? One, what's his name from Facebook, I bet? What's his name? No, Zucky. Oh, so we'll go through it. So we've got Zucky. Jeff uh, Bezos at number one. So if you don't know who he is, who he is, he's the Amazon CEO. Uh, so this is his yep. first time at number one. Uh, number two, Bill Gates, uh, who's worth $90 billion. Uh, Now, Gates sold or given away much of his stake in Microsoft, and today he owns only 1% of the shares. And he's worth... Mm-hmm. 90 billion and he's going to give most of it when he says when he dies he's giving most of it away to charity and i think he's leaving a billion each for his grandkids or something yeah yeah which is probably a good idea like you can't just that's enough isn't it just a billion each you know? yeah otherwise people turn crazy uh number three could you spend a billion i don't think i could spend a billion i could have a good go <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to try yeah but Imagine i'm the grandkid receiving a billion dollars inheritance oh but yeah well, that's right what would you buy you would have everything you'd live wherever you wanted uh what what on earth could you possibly want for well, you know what 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 on earth would you want 90 billion dollars for mm. what are you gonna do with it just well, the interest alone yeah well that, that's right on, and, on the money bank and i guess know, that's like, why some people they get so much we got so much money needed in the world in all these different places, and we have got all these billionaires holding on to billions, and billions, and squillions of dollars. Yeah, well, I guess you know I'm not sure about what the others do, but you know Gates has given it away, which is good. And I think like you know you probably yeah, Gates, get, yeah you get to a, a you know he just just shows the I suppose the caliber of his the man you know of his personality. He obviously gets yeah, a buzz. Yeah, and he obviously gets a buzz in giving it away. Like, I think if I had 90 billion and, you know, like just to go down and say, well, I'll, I'll just eradicate polio. There you go. I'll, I'll just go and get rid of malaria. There you go. You know, and if you can well, do that's it. That's what um, Bill Gates does, doesn't he? He puts yeah. it all back into science and medical mm. research and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, then, mm. yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, 71 billion. We all know who he is. Number six, Larry Page. Number seven, Sergey Brin from Google. And then number 10, Steve Barmer. He's still on the list. Yeah, I saw him in the list and I thought, what's he doing now? Developers, developers, developers. <laughs> you can start me up. <laughs> I thought he was I thought he was blamed for the the, the 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 pull down of Microsoft. Not you know, and he's running away with the money and Microsoft is suffering the consequence. Yeah, he's so I always kind of believed it. Well, I think it sort of did go a bit downhill, didn't it, when he was when he was around. I think the innovation sort of stopped a bit. Trying to uh, buy Nokia. Yeah, and he's sort of playing catch up, and you know a few crazy things. Groove was that under his watch? The old Groove and the Microsoft watch is that still out, Jace? The Zoom yeah. and the Kin. Yeah, he's still the Microsoft, Microsoft band. Is that what you? Yeah, Spot, Spot Watch. Is that still? A... I think they died, didn't they? Yeah, 
yeah, they're all gone. Yeah, yeah. How's you can't play video on uh, play videos back through Zoom, can you? There was a YouTube uh, um, thing I saw today about the Microsoft. What? Someone was on the news. What was it? Um, Microsoft Surface Band becoming a, a phone would totally kill the iPhones. It was just another one of those <laughs> well, uh, I saw people inventing, <laughs> inventing a device. So now that this guy has, has kind of done a video about um, a, a Windows phone being a, a, a band, like a full wraparound. Oh, yeah. Like angle type thing. But then you take it off and it straightens out and you put it in the dock and then it becomes the computer. Oh, so nice. Three, three devices all in one. So there was talk on the news in, in the articles about it. There was a video of it on YouTube um, about how cool it would be. Well, it would be cool. I think you'd have a few heating issues and and power issues. But uh... then, but you know, you remember it just makes me think of the old you know the old slap bands that kids used to play with, like a yeah, and they'd slap it on their wrist and it'd wrap up around their wrist. They've still got them. I got slapped this before. Hey, I got they still got them. I just got slapped before with one. Yeah, well, imagine slapping your phone around your wrist. Yeah, so just that'd be good. Oh, and yeah. that's, your, that's your watch. But then if you pull it off and straighten it out, you can also put it onto the dock and use it as a computer. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yes. But it's see a long what, way off, I think. See what so happens. you're saying that in, uh, that would be called probably a slap top? Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right. Well, I, I doubt they're going to call yeah, it. The perfect look on your face, then, Jason. That's going to get me the thumbnail for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You, you probably win. But yeah, as long as it's not the slapper, uh, that probably won't be, wouldn't <laughs> be allowed. Slapper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else you got there, Jace? You got a few. You got a few. Well, this is one that you might be a bit familiar with the idea of. Amazon is recalling two hundred sixty thousand <laughs> Amazon Basics portable power banks that can overheat and ignite, according to a release by the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Amazon has received more than 50 reports of the power banks overheating in the US, causing chemical burns and property damage. Consumers should immediately unplug and stop using the recalled power banks and contact Amazon for instructions on how to return the unit and receive a full refund. Amazon is contacting everyone who purchased one of the affected devices. The recall covers six versions of the Amazon Basics portable battery, 16,100 milliamps, 10,000 milliamps, 5,600 milliamps, 2,000 milliamps, and with micro USB cable, 3,000 milliamps and 3,000 milliamps with USB micro cable. Well, there you go, eh? Yeah, it's hard to believe a little thing like that could uh, blow up in your in your face and catch fire with that. Yeah, but that's... you had personal experience with it. <laughs> no, not with that. I've still I've... not a power bank, but yours was something. Yeah, I've still got it. There it is. <laughs> it's right here to remind me how lucky we were and, and not to buy cheap crap out of Kogan ever again. <laughs> you can still yeah, you can still smell it. Is the way you keep it? <laughs> Just to smell it. Dude, it's the best. Oh, yeah. It's the best. Oh, I, I smell the Foxconn factory workers in there. Yeah. Didn't, didn't you know that all electronics are just little packets of smoke and once you let the smoke out, it stops working? Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's not working. That's true. That's true. Yeah, true. You let the smoke out. I know. That's true. Uh, it's like a little firecracker. Once it's out, it doesn't work anymore. Now, <laughs> well, what, what else have you got found, Jordan? Have you got anything else for us? Well, let me have another little squeeze. On, uh, well, while you're... There was an app. Yep. Samsung's released an app on the App Store. Oh, yeah. So this is not really a news, news thing, but just something I thought I'd mention. If you want to try out the uh, Galaxy S9, you can install the app on your Android phone and try it out. Oh. Um, the experience app from Galaxy, or the experience experience app for Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus can be installed on any Android phone running 6.0 or higher and will give you the feel of what the S9 experience might be like. Oh, excellent. Yes. That's what we need. Look, I've got a... Worth, worth a mention. Got a picture there. There you go. How's all these websites now? What do they call that? The parallax effect or something, where the pages just slide and the background is stable. But yeah, it looks looks good, doesn't it? Uh, all right, let's yeah. let's get back into it now. Uh, what what's my next story there? Now I've done the Stephen Hawking one. I've done the rich people. Let's have a look at research. This will upset Will. Will research firm reveals critical vulnerabilities in four AMD processors. 
seems to be sort of yeah, I know coming as an avalanche. He's still isn't an A and B fan, is he? Well, he used to be. I think he still is, but I think he might have intel now. Do you know what he's got, Chase? Is he still? I'm not sure now. I was when I got my new computer, I was tempted to go for the Ryzen AMD new processor because it was supposed to be super duper fast and stuff. But I read a lot of negative reviews online, so I was like, mm, I'll just go with the Core i7 and be safe. Yeah, you can't sort of really, you can't go past Intel. It's like, look, the the once when I went to AMD, yeah, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with it. Uh, for AMD, I, I, had a, I did okay I with AMD. It was it was Cyrix that was terrible for me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, I had I, one for years. No complaints. I didn't really couldn't really tell much difference. I think what, that was a long time. Yeah, well, in the old days, I think I weren't there chips. I think I had an IBM Blue Lightning. Were they CPUs? Blue Lightning CPUs? I think you're just inventing things to sound cool now. Don't they say that um, AMD is good for gaming? Isn't that what they say? Well, they got to say they... something. Blue Lightning. Because it doesn't CPU it doesn't process 100 percent all the information or something you get to get from you know kind of point A to point B or something. That's how it was explained to me. There you go. Back in the old yeah, well, possibly. Yeah, I think they did have their uh, their ups and downs. Uh, I think they were, yes, they were. AMD was looking good, what, in the early 2000s, I think it was, or around about yeah. then. But but then it just, Intel sort of just... In the, in the uh, megahertz wars and gigabit yes, wars. Yes, that's where yeah, AMD yeah. fell back. Those uh, days. Yeah. So there you go. I found IBM Blue Lightning, world's fastest 386. <laughs> eh? There you go. Yeah. I, I remember when the Pentium 2 came out and they came down to our company and got us all go to a place where we had these horse duvers and stuff to munch on and they talked all about the Pentium 2, how wonderful it was and stuff like that. Remember the Pentium... What year was... Two, yeah, well, that, oh, Pentium 2s, that would have been... Yeah, you know, what year was your, your blue... The great big long... Oh, I mean, oh, it'd be... Me blue lightning. Blue lightning. <laughs> it was around 1990. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, the old, uh, uh, no one offered such CPUs. IBM licensed the 386SX. <laughs> oh, that I was my that. first computer, 386SX25. Yeah, right. It's amazing how we all sit back, you know, this, this day and age and look back and laugh at it. But really, in all seriousness, back then, that was mind-boggling. What was yep. the the Pentiums that were out talking about Pentiums, and I think even the Celerons went that way, where they they were in their own little plastic case that stood like perpendicular to the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see those. Was that L fifteen or something? Was that the... like a slot thing or something? Yeah, like it was almost like slotting a, a RAM. In That's right. In. Yeah, I don't. I didn't understand that, but they worked. So who am I to not understand anything? I think I've still got one actually. Yeah, who do you think you're actually? <laughs> I don't know who I am. Uh, some guy. Yeah, just trying to, you I know, keep, understand things. I keep things. my old work computers from, from, from over the years. I haven't kind of gotten rid of any of them. Yeah, right. Because um, uh, my sound stuff on at, at work with the bands and that. And one of the ones I had was one of those with the slot, Look, slot CPU in it. I think the only thing, the only computer I wish I hadn't got rid of was my first, which was an Apple IIc. I'd like to probably have that back and just, I don't know, replay Sammy Lightfoot, you know. <laughs> I wish I had my VZ200, VZ300, oh, Commodore yeah. 64. Yeah. I'm going to get the Commodore 64 Mini. It's out in two weeks from today. <laughs> and is it still the 64? Is it a Commodore 64 or is it upgraded yeah. in any way? It's no, just Commodore 64 with USB ports. It's a 64 mini, so it's only about this big, and it's got a pretend keyboard on it, but it's got USB ports. You can plug in a real USB keyboard, uh, USB joysticks, and use any of those. It comes with 60 games, but it's got the original operating system on there, which, of course, was made by Microsoft. They did everyone back then. And um, or was it Commodore Basic? It might be Commodore Basic. Commodore Basic. I but it would be a derivative of the Microsoft yeah. one, I'd say. And, um, yeah, it comes with 60 games, but you can load up anything else like disk images or cassette images to play on. Do you need a CRT? Or are you allowed to have No, that? HDMI. <laughs> oh, no. Jeez, upmarket. Yep. Turn it up. <laughs> upmarket, all right. Uh, yeah, look, oh, yeah, Commodore 64s, yeah. So no RF adapters. You're good to go. So an yep. Apple 2C, an Apple 2C on eBay for 1000 bucks. Ooh, jeez. Well, I'm not going to pay that. I might pay 100 but <laughs> I'm not going to pay. Let's have a look. Apple laptops. 
Yeah, I don't know if I'd be paying because what you got to get the discs and you know the five and they the quarters. Must be the originals. Nineteen eighty-five to Apple Two C, five hundred and sixteen bucks. Yeah, what I don't. I, mean? I don't think mm. I could. I don't think I could even find one on here. Well, there's a two cents. Oh, there's a two cent piece. IIC. Yeah, I typed that in before. I typed it how they the logo went, I but that didn't work. Oh, I'd like I two cents. It just linked me to eBay. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, well, anyway, that's uh, by the boys. There it? you go. Yeah. They're vintage, aren't they? With they are. Yes, thousand bucks. But anyway, getting back to uh, these AMD processors. So four AMD processors have yeah. security vulnerabilities and manufacturing manufacturer backdoors that put organisations at greater risk of cyber attacks, according to an audit by CTS Labs. Now, the CTS Labs is based out of Israel. They're smart little cookies over there. A lot of stuff, good stuff uh, coming out of Israel. Uh, the Israel-based cybersecurity research firm said 13 security flaws and manufacturing backdoors have been discovered in AMD. L- latest Epic, Ryzen, Ryzen Pro, and Ryzen mobile processors. The vulnerabilities affect any consumer or organisation purchasing AMD servers, workstations, and laptops. Now, if you're interested, I can quickly go through uh, what the vulnerabilities are. I'll do it quick because we're getting, uh, yeah, we've blabbed on a lot tonight. Uh, firmware vulnerabilities such as Master Key, Rise and Fall, and Fallout can be fixed in several months, uh, while hardware vulnerabilities like Chimera cannot be fixed and require a workaround. The workaround could be difficult and cause undesired side effects. Now, the second vulnerability, Fallout, allows attackers to read and write from protected memory areas. That seems all the rage these days, doesn't it? And uh, (laughs) Master Key allows attackers to infiltrate the AMD secure processor and tamper with the company's firmware-based security features such as secure encrypted virtualization. Well, that's a pretty big story on that. If you're interested, go to the show notes and you can read all about it. It, uh, Yeah, it's it's no good. Like, see, bad press like this, you're... Doesn't make you go out and want to buy one, does it? Like no, you just good for good for people investing in Intel, though. Yeah, yes, yes. I think wasn't it like where AMD when they went through the slump in their CPUs? Didn't they? Didn't their graphics card rise? And I think that's maybe what kept them afloat. And then yeah, they're going they're, after they bought ATI. They're going into making crypto mining graphics cards now because people want to buy a graphics card for their computer to play games, and they can't because the prices have gone up so much that. AMD's like, look, we'll just make a card that's only really good for mining instead of displaying stuff on your screen. That way you guys can buy all those cards and the people who want to play games can buy normal cards. Mm, yeah. All right, uh, Jace, you got a couple more? Yeah, a bot do not pay that helped users overturn parking tickets and sue Equifax for small sums of money is now offering you protection against volatile airline prices. The Verge reports Joshua Browder, a junior at Stafford, Stanford University, designed the new service on the bot in a few months after experiencing rapidly fluctuating airline prices when flying to California during the wildfires last year. It annoyed me that every single flight I could be paying sometimes double or even triple the person next to me in the same type of seat. Browder first used the service himself and then tested among his friends in a closed beta. He claims that the average amount saved among the beta testers was 450 a year. Well, it's not clear on how many flights were booked and how much they cost. Mm. The service is available to the public starting today. To use it, log in with a Google account, input your phone number, birthday, and credit card information through Stripe. Browder swears the credit card information won't be stored. Then the chatbot tells you you're all set. Now, every time you buy airline tickets, whether from an airline site or a third party, the chatbot will help make sure you pay the lowest price for your class and seat. Yeah, right. How good's that? That's yeah. good. There's a lot of every every week that it seems that there's a new something new coming out, isn't it? Just like a new idea, and you go, oh yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it's kind of like those um, uh, hotels combined or Travago and stuff, and they're like, you could go to one website and be paying, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars a night for your room at a hotel, or you go to a different one, you're paying three hundred dollars a night for exactly the same style room with the same features. It's just because you got it from somewhere else that wants mm. to make a bigger profit. So, this kind of thing just narrows down where's the best place to buy it from for you for the best price. Yeah, that's good. Because Google have got their, they've got Google Flights. I think, I'm not sure where they get yep. their prices from. But I think I've looked at them. They weren't too bad. 
But uh, I think when you when you pay for these, look, I know someone that uh, paid for flights with the with PayPal and then had to use like healthcare facilities over in America, and because he paid with PayPal, the insurance didn't come. Like normally, you know, your, your credit card, you get some insurance, travel insurance, but because yep. of PayPal, no go, no go. Uh, sorry, Chris, but he's uh, yeah. Sorry to bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cortana vulnerability allows hackers to bypass Windows passwords. Well, there you go. According to reports by Motherboard, a hacker could play could plug in a USB stick with a network adapter into the computer, tell Cortana to launch the computer's browser, and go to an unencrypted URL. This adapter that this adapter intercepts bleh, this adapt this adapter the intercept that doesn't even make sense. Stuff it, you get the idea. <laughs> Hackers could also uh, connect a targeted computer to a Wi-Fi network they control by simply clicking on a selected network with a mouse. Now, uh, look, what, what I liked about all this memory hacking... And... Are you saying they physically have to be at the computer? Is that what you're saying? That they have to put the USB in the computer? Yeah, this particular one could plug in a USB stick uh, with a network adapter into the computer. So it has to be family members that are hacking you. It can't be somebody on the other side of the world. Well, I suppose what well, you know, you could stick a USB stick in anything. Um, yeah, this it to send the browser missus with downloading memory in the system. Hackers could also connect a targeted computer to a Wi-Fi network they control by simply clicking on a selected network with a mouse. So I guess the USB stick, yeah, has to go in at some stage in this one. Mm. So if it, I guess you know, if you're walking along in the cafe or something, you could probably put it in, and I don't know how long it takes. But anyway, it's it's a it's a it's a vulnerability, and they've got to close it up. It's still a vulnerability either way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and yeah, all this uh, the talking about this, you know, stealing info from the RAM. It, it reminds me. Remember a couple of weeks ago, I told you to go and have a look at the podcast case file, uh, where they spoke about uh, Silk Road, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that was referred to me. Chris, thank you, Chris. And look, I've only I've only just finished the three. It's only three parts, but geez, it was a good you know, podcast. I don't know if you guys... Yeah, you know, what was funny. When I worked at a web hosting company in Melbourne for a year or so, there was this guy who rang me up, or he rang up the company and I answered the support line. And he's like, first thing he says to me is, is this phone call being recorded? I was like, oh, yes, it's always recorded for, you know, training purposes and that sort of thing. It's like, oh, okay. Now, um, have a look in my account and gave me the account details. He said, see there, it says that these is half a dozen or so domains that have been purchased with the name Silk Road in them. Now, I, I didn't buy them. And I can't believe that some, some company like you would just buy these things and put them in my account trying to frame me or something because obviously I, I, I don't want anything to do with the Silk Road and, and, and you need to just delete them from my account. So you want these names deleted from your account. You don't get a refund. No, no, no. Just You you must have put them there because I said, all I can think of was he's got spooks that somebody had said. He's gone out and registered the whole thing, yep. you know, like cyber uh, squatting. Yes, yeah. And all these domains and then was going to sell them for like ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 or something. And then someone said to him, oh, hey, you know, the police are cracking down on domains to do with the Silk Road and stuff like that. And if they found that you've got them, maybe they'll think that you're dealing in the black market or something. So he's like, oh, I better ring up and get it on record that's recorded that I, I certainly didn't buy them. You guys must be just put, put like, them buying there. random names and whacking them in my account for some reason. I can't figure out. Now you sure? I, I, put it, I was like, yeah, hang on. I'll just put you on hold. I've got to fix this up for you. I put him on hold and I just pissed myself laughing and everyone at work is like, what's going on? Jason, I gave him the story, and they're like, "Oh, that's hilarious." Yeah, that's funny. He just—he's got speed. He goes, "Yeah, uh, am I still being recorded?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. Um, now, oh look, I've got an MBN story. <laughs> not really. It's a story that's not here. Uh, the only reason I bring it up again is because I'm still waiting for my fibre, uh, whatever HFC service. MBN has been working to address problems encountered by households connected via the hybrid coaxial before it gives retail service providers the green light to resume the HFC services. Uh, apparently, we're going to get... Uh, there's going to be an announcement in April about what's going on. Work is underway with the RSPs, which is the retail service providers, to ensure they are ready as an industry to restart sales, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was halted in November. 
uh, when they said that the service wasn't good enough. And I guess, yeah, if it's no good, you don't really want to want to sign up to it, do you? Like some people have signed up to their, they used to have ADSL that worked, but now they've got MBN that doesn't, so you can't go back. So MBN has completed a number of trials since uh, the pause was implemented, and these trials have been successful. So yippee-yahoo, bring it on, bring it on. I think we're going to have a party when you finally get your MBN, Glenn. Oh, I hope so. A time traveller's party. Do you remember when Milo finally got his? Wasn't he happy? Oh, yeah. Oh, Milo, he used to get... He was what he was, he was getting. He was on like, dial-up speeds on his ADSL for years. Yeah, like, what, point five down or something. It was so, yep. so poor. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else, Jace? You got snuck in there. A report by VPN Mentor, a website which ranks VPN services, reveals several vulnerabilities in Hotspot Shield, ZenMate and Pure VPN, all of which promise to provide privacy for their users. VPN Mentor says it hired a team of three external ethical hackers to find vulnerabilities in three random popular VPNs. While one hacker wants to keep his identity private, the other two are known as File Descriptor and Paul Bello. Research reveals bugs that can leak real-world IP addresses, which in some cases can identify individual users and determine a user's location. In the case of Hotspot Shield, three separate bugs on, in how the company's Chrome extension handles proxy auto-config scripts used to direct traffic to the right places leaked both IP addresses and DNS addresses, which undermines the effectiveness of privacy and anonymity services. Anchor Free, which makes Hotspot Shield, fixed the bugs and noted that its mobile desktop apps were not affected by the bugs. Researchers also reported similar IP leaking bugs to ZenMate and a pure VPN. Mm. So don't think you can hide your naughty internet surfing and naughty downloading of not Linux ISOs. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, exactly. Is that, who still downloads stuff like that? Uh, yeah, and just, oh, look. I Linux ISOs all Everybody time, in Australia. <laughs> Yes, well, I guess you well, can... They say, Australia, they say Australia has the highest download Piracy. of Ubuntu ever. Mm. Yep. Well, Pirate, yes. yeah. <laughs> well, Ubuntu is great, although I, I put on uh, elementary OS, which is uh, uh, Ubuntu fork. It's really nice. Mm. Uh, well, I was just going to go going back to that Silk Road thing. Jeez, that was a good podcast. I did really like it. Uh, but <laughs> how the uh, how the guy... Because the, the feds had to... They decide they uh, let, you know... A lot of story, but anyway, it comes to the stage where the feds needed this guy's laptop, the the owner, the runner of Silk Road. They needed his laptop. They needed it open and on because uh, because he's got a kill. He had a kill switch on it, which would you know destroy the data or encrypt the data. Everything else was encrypted. So as long as if if the guy feds come up and said, "Hey, turn that off," where the feds, he just hit a key. No, no one be able to get into it. So, yeah. but anyway, so they sort of tracked him to a uh, a cafe. And so they're there. There's a few feds in the in the same cafe, and then he was working on the laptop, you know, as the Silk Road dude. And then yep. uh, male and female fed uh, just stood up in the cafe somewhere and just go, you know, why the f did you do that to me? And thought there was a big fight. So this guy just turns around like that and turns back, and the laptop was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and so the fed, yeah, another one of the guys took the laptop. Then they raced it out into the car, and they said all the way back to town or back to the office, they just sat in the car just just doing this to the mouse pad, you know, just to keep it on, <laughs> <laughs> and all this sort of... It's very... It's such a good... Such a good story. And, uh, well, it's only pretty recent. He went to jail in 2015, and it is yep. really, really... You run a diversion, and we'll take the laptop. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's pretty good. And the, the way that the guy narrates, he's a... It's it's yeah. Just go and listen to it. That's, I can't I can't tell you how how great that podcast was. It's called Case File, and uh, it's uh, the Silk Road edition or whatever you want to call it story. Uh, all right. Have a look at it. Yeah, it is. Hey, uh, good. Just quickly, um, Jason, what were you, who'd you say that was? Pure VPN. What was the other one? Uh, Hotspot Shield is a really popular is that, one. Are they uh, online VPN services? Are they? Yep, and then so I haven't heard of either of those. I think I may have uh, heard of Pure VPN, but Pure, I've vaguely heard of Hotspot Shield. I've heard a lot of people talk about that one. I've got uh, private internet access. That's yeah, yeah, P- P- yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they they work all right. Like, I, the only They're reason reasonably priced. Yeah, not to five bucks, five bucks a month or something. 
something like that. Mm. I think the only reason I use it most of the time is, uh, say, if I'm doing a web page or something and I think I'm having issues with, you know, caching or something, then I'll just change to somewhere else and uh, have a look at the website again and, yeah, figure out what's going on or what's gone wrong. There was one that I liked I uh, used to use was Tunnel Bear. Yeah, all right. I didn't have it. Have and heard you, of that you one. could um, you get free uh, 500 meg of free data every month, and there were other things that you could do just to keep increasing it a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, does uh, does PIA have a limit on it, Glenn? I can't remember. Don't, don't think so. Yeah. No, it's got heaps of places. Like I'll just I'll get it up. Um, you know, like California, well, heaps of oh, US, obviously most of US. Uh, London, Southampton, Manchester, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Sydney, Melbourne, New Zealand, Netherlands, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, uh, Finland, Switzerland, France, Germany, Belgium, Austria, Czech Republic, Ireland, Italy, Spain, Romania, Turkey, Hong Kong. A lot of service. Yeah, Singapore, mm. Japan, Israel, Mexico, Brazil, and India. So they're all over the show. And Australia. I've been everywhere, man. I've oh. been everywhere, man. Triple M. <laughs> Lucky Grills. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> they, they should you create, create your own VPN service and just call it Lucky Grills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so well, I, would read, I would recommend a VPN to pretty much anybody these days, even if you're not just downloading, you know, mm. Ubuntu ISOs. I think uh, I think you kind of need it for any any form of privacy these days. The amount of yeah, if you're worried about things from, from from even not just government but anybody from hackers hackers and everything, you just need to be mm. people need to be more cyber ready these days. Yeah. To be used. I reckon. But then again, they they got old. It helps. They got old Ross from Silk Road, and he was all VPN up and done, <laughs> had done everything. So, uh, oh look, if they're going to get you, they're going to get you. But oh, such a good, interesting I, story. I think the song might have been by Lucky Star, not Lucky Grills. Who oh, was the guy off the TV show. Lucky, yeah, Lucky Grills. <laughs> he was um, uh, Barjas. Bar <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, lucky star. Jeez, that's no good. How did I get that one wrong? <laughs> lucky something anyway. Unlucky, I got it wrong. All right, uh, I yeah, think Microsoft, that... um, Microsoft apparently is going to um, is now releasing their their uh, what do you call it? Surface Pro with LTE. Oh right. Originally, it was only going to be for um, I think it was for a certain market business only, but I think they're releasing it to everybody now. Oh. That was the other one I had. Nothing huge. It was just a something to just pass a, over just so a tidbit pro person mm. it's 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 coming out with lte very soon you're going to get it there you go oh you just hotspot like i do with my little ipad well that's what i always do but i just thought it was worth a mention yeah yeah and the other one was that there's a new update for uh android p whatever that is i'm not sure what that is android p it's not going to let telemarketers get through to you at all so that's worth a look at too well, how's, how's it going to know that my um my uh, Android Samsung Galaxy S8 has got built-in software that um, checks the database every time a phone call comes in. It'll tell you if it's uh, marked as a safe phone call. If it's got, if it knows where the call came from, it'll put it automatically on there. Like my daughter's high school will just come up with the name of the high school. Or if a doctor's office is calling you for an appointment, it'll come up with their name, even though I don't have it in the contacts list. Oh, yeah, and if it's uh, telemarketers, it'll often say something like telemarketers or this has been reported as spam, you can block it. But if it's yeah, well, a... this one's saying that you can block anybody that's not in your contact list. Right. You, you probably could do that already. Probably, yeah, I was going to say you, you might and be able to do also, that already. I think you can also block them if they're from a certain country or block them if they're from a certain... Oh, yeah. If they, if they don't... If they don't hide their... Hello, this is the Microsoft Windows company. You are sending a lot of hacking to places. We are here to fix yeah. your computer. Just give me access to your computer. It's all right. It's all right. $500. Bargain for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have, look, it happened to my mum. She nearly she nearly did it. She was about to pay someone online. And they got in a remote desktop and they brought up the command prompt and then listed all the files in the computer and said, look how many viruses you've got. You've got thousands. And I said, Mum, no, that's a list of the files on your computer, Mum. Yeah, yeah. And then I right. had to get in the car and fly around to her place and get on the phone and abuse these people. They were about to rip her off. She was about to pay for it. Yeah, because uh, yeah. I entertained them I entertained them one time and they, 
they get you to open up like the system log and that with all the warnings and errors and you know nothing yeah. that's really gonna hurt oh, your machine look at that. <laughs> yeah and you go i just go oh wow you know? it's cruel <laughs> and then they go oh we hey you got a credit card well, i can't hear i can't hear sorry bad connection bye <laughs> had them on for about i had i had one oh, ring okay. up when yeah, i was so in sydney that. and they were like Hi, have you noticed your computer's been going really slow lately? We're from the Windows. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's going slow. And they're like, oh, that's because we've detected it's got a lot of viruses on it. I was like, oh, really? Wow, thank you so much. I'm going to pack it in, up and take it back to the company I bought it from and get a different one. Thank you. Goodbye. Wait. Hello? No, Jason? Jason, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, good. That's uh... next time they say next time they ring up and say it's got a virus on it, you just just insist that you should take it to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I better take it to the doctor. I'll call. I'll call. You know, triple zero, quick. Okay. Uh, so that's about all that we've got for this week. That's so uh, yeah. as as much as slow as a news story week it was. Uh, we managed to get through a, a through a show. So you can you can uh, you can email Jason over there if you like at Jason at or oh, no where are you you can do Jason at AussieTechEds.com.au uh, or you can do Jordan at AussieTechEds.com.au or you can catch him on Twitter at Warlock and I don't know Jordan do you do Twitters? No, I don't have that. I've got a Twitter, haven't logged into it for years. I wonder if it still exists. Probably, probably, probably. All right, but you can you can email Jordan there and tell him how good he is if you like. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Okay, they they'll be having a crack at me for having that episode with Will last week, and you know, haggling on Mac a little bit there. Oh no, you guys are all right, oh, but, but but the fanboys will be happy that I'm back. I tell you, <laughs> now they go to go to Aussie Mac. The Mac, Mac you're the Mac protector. Oh no, he's not, the not Mac really. Daddy. <laughs> Mac Daddy. Yeah, no, 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 not really. I'm thinking about getting a one of those little Android phones like my daughter's got, like that 350 Xiaomi. Like exploding uh, one? No, there was only the power adapter that exploded. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but like my, I just I don't know Maybe what it is. Be walking around with his phone, smelling it. <laughs> <laughs> but it might be just the this battery issue that they've got, you know. But there's a few times where you just you push something and you just wait and wait, like for the keyboard to come up uh, or something yeah. like that, and you just go, "What is happening here?" And uh, yeah, so that's that's I don't like that. And then you get onto uh, Izzy's one, and you know it's just snap, 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 and it's, it was three hundred bucks. So I'm, cool. I'm thinking pretty hard. All right, so oh, how good is it to have the footy back? It's so good. Come on, sharks. And uh, yeah, so that's all we've got this week. So uh, yeah, hopefully uh, you've enjoyed the show. Come and see us uh, and tune in next week for another episode of Aussie Tech Heads on the iTunes, Aussie Tech Radio, or YouTube. So goodbye, boys. Bye bye, Jason. See you later. You keep off that thumbnail now, yeah. And uh, see you, Jordan. See if it's your lucky day. Okay. See you, everyone.